welcome, welcome, welcome for the time being. A little bit of a change on the podcast. And I'm really excited about this because it coincides with just a number of things that are happening. So here's the change. And here's what we're going to do. Here's why we're doing it. Um, I'm going to be interviewing some people. And it's people that um, I've been able to work with with SightShift. And I want you to meet them, hear some of their story. It's going to speak to you. It's going to inspire you. You're going to see where you in your own life can learn from their growth points, where they're winning, where they're losing, where they're stuck, where they're inspired. Um, and, And in these interviews, a part of them, we're going to talk about the new book, uh, my newest book to come out, The Stuck Book. The subtitle is Pick This Up When You Don't Know What to Do Next. And what I'm aiming to do with The Stuck Book is help you learn where you are and the best action you can take to move forward. So it'll be available at thestuckbook.com. We'll reference that some in the interview. And uh, I'm just excited to let you meet these friends, get to hear their story, learn from them yourselves, and pick up the stuck book so you can learn how to live out what they're doing, where you are really quick to get a sense of that and take the next step. So check it out, thestuckbook.com, dial into this interview, learn from it. Glad you're here. Peace. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. And I like to say this, I think I say it every time, glad you're here because I am. It's such a privilege to have you here. And uh, we are in the middle of a fun series right now. So I'm not sure what order I'm going to post these in. Maybe this will be the first one you hear on this series. I don't know. Either way, I have a special guest with me today, Mr. Jay Klaus. Jay, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Yeah, happy to be here. Woohoo! Um Glad to have you digitally, I should say, uh, as we do this. Um, but uh, what I'm doing right now is introducing some people on the podcast to those that are so awesome to listen, to people that I've had the privilege of working with and let them get to know that person. I think that, Jay, you have something to offer, your story, uh, what you've journeyed through. It's going to help people grow, and we're going to have some fun in the middle talking about a new project I've been working on, which we will get to that in a minute. But for now, I want to kick off with this, Jay. Tell us, you know that at uh, SightShift, we're all about uh, trying to prove to the world how tough and awesome and amazing you are by bragging about how late you work every night and how hard you hustle. So, uh, no, kidding for those listening. You're like, wait a second, <laughs> this doesn't match at all. Uh, I want you to start off and tell us something you like about yourself. Something I like about myself. Uh, I am very positive. I've programmed myself now that even when bad things happen, I don't get really all that bummed out. Um, I like live in the moment and I acknowledge like, this isn't, this isn't great. And this is definitely <laughs> not my favorite thing, but I can generally find, uh, something positive to celebrate and lean on instead. And also I think most of that comes from, I just don't blame myself when bad things happen. Um, so I don't dwell on it because it's like, well, this wasn't, so is it my fault? So why get upset about it? Why not just uh, move forward in the most productive and good way? That's awesome. I, it's so much fun for me to hear people's answers to these because I, I, you know, I get to know people through working with them, and when they say their answers, I'm like, oh, I love how they own that about them. And uh, yeah, definitely that quick back on your feet resilience. Not that it doesn't hurt. Not that it doesn't sting. Um, well. 
done knowing yourself from my perspective. That was beautiful. Okay, tell us about your capital M mission. Uh, we'll get to the lowercase m mission about like what you're specifically doing now, but if, if you put uh, a big general scope to it, uh, go as broad or as deep as you want to, what are you trying to get done in the world? Uh, I've gotten a lot of clarity around this recently, so I'm glad you asked. I find that what I get really excited about doing is helping people flip the switch in their mind to understanding they have the agency to create and then execute on their own plans and timelines. So many people that I meet, they, they, you know, they, even if they were effective in school or in their business, they're relying on these outside constructs to put these sort of formats and bumpers in place. And they're performing within that system. I like helping people understand they can create their own system and then execute on that. Dude, that's awesome, man. I love it. And and what I sink into with that wording is, um, you know, they're either going to be subservient or defiant. Society produces those extremes, the proving or the hiding. And uh, they're going to be subservient to what society says has to be done, or they're just going to willfully, like, buck against it to prove that they don't have to do this. Uh, They're going to subserviently hide willfully prove i was at an mm-hmm. indie concert mm-hmm. a couple nights ago and i was like oh this is where the defiant people are um <laughs> which i love that because i'm kind of like it, it, it's that in between space of like i'll carve my own path and uh you've done that you're living it you're you're making choices to model that which tell us a little bit about that so now let's go lowercase in mission like big change you made over the last year what you're doing now as you express the very thing you want to help people with yeah, and obviously you've had a front row seat to see a lot of this since uh, we started working together back in, I believe it was February, and uh, left wow. my job, left my job in late April to go out on my own. I wasn't even sure what that looked like yet when I made that decision, but since that time, I've been building my business, Unreal Collective, and what Unreal Collective is is a community of those action-oriented people who have realized they have agency and they want to go and do good, important work on their own. And right now the cost of admission to get into that community and to kind of earn your place is a 12 week intensive where we meet on a weekly call. I put you in a group of four other individuals, not including myself who are working on their own independent projects. And week over week, we meet for an hour, uh, over video chat, help each other get through problems that we're facing. But really it exists to create that mechanism to help people realize they can put in place their own timelines, their own plan and execute on that and do that at a higher level and at a higher capacity than they're accustomed to doing. Um, and by the time they exit that 12 weeks, they then have that sort of programmed and can go and continue that, that lifestyle, that style of, uh, time management and performance outside of the groups. That's awesome. I've seen you uh, model exactly like what makes, I think, great people in this in this world that come beside and help others so healthy because I watch how you've done this online. Good people that do the work you're doing, uh, which is so critical today because people are lost and their brains are blitzed. So they can join up with you and they get this activation, they get this community, they get this accountability. They feel what that feels like and then they can go 
keep it going. So, so cool. But what I've seen you do and model this, uh, not only in your own life, but model it in a healthy way is you celebrate others. I see you celebrating others online and their successes and their growth as a part of Unreal Collective. And what's cool about that is there are people in, in the, in the work of helping others that are just takers and they're just like mm. all about like, and I've come into contact with some of them and it's so gross. It's like they try to sell you really hard on what they do. And if you're not interested, and it's just this transactional thing. And I am so thrilled to see how you're doing that. Are there things that I do to build the scope and reach of what I'm doing? Uh, absolutely. I'm happy to do that. I love doing it. I don't apologize for that. But I also love like, going on a run and having my mind captivated by somebody I'm working with and their problem and how to help them get break through and dedicate time and energy to seeing them be successful. And so dude, just want to call that out. Cause I've seen you doing that. And, uh, what like an un, uh, maybe not intentional thing that's happened for you. It's just, it's flowing out or if it is intentional, it's still so smart and good to go. Let's, let's understand that the rising tide pulls all ships up. So love to hear that expression of your mission and see how you're living that out. Tell me for this community that you're serving, what are some favorite parts you have about that or those people? Well, so it's, it's an application basis. I don't, um, let just anybody join. And that's for a couple of reasons. And it's, it's a, I want to make sure that they're set up, uh, for success. If their project, which, it doesn't mean anything about the merit of the project, but if it doesn't fit within the landscape of the other individuals in that class at that time, then it just doesn't make sense. They're not going to benefit from it. Um, so when you so, said on my application that I was gross and needed to leave you alone, <laughs> it, was, it, it, it wasn't because I didn't fit with the community you were building. Well, no, that was personal. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, um, I want to make sure people, are set up for success and they're going to have a great experience. And yeah. so I, I bring in people that I want to work with and they're doing work that I think is exciting and important, uh, and that I can add value to. So those people tend to be both driven and ambitious, but they're also open-minded and generous with their time and with their feedback. There's genuinely good hearted people who are very generous with their time. Um, and so it's really, really great to see the way they connect with each other outside of the structured programming. You know, we have a, we have a Slack community, we have a Slack channel for the entire community. And I see the statistics on the usage every week. Slack just sends me an email and I've seen week over week for the past eight weeks, we're eight weeks to the 12 weeks with the current 15 members. Uh, that, that activity has increased and it's not always in the public channels. It's usually in direct messages. People are connecting with each other one-on-one outside of the regular formatting and helping each other out and saying, Hey, on this week's call, I heard you mention that you needed some help budgeting or, Hey, I heard you mention you need help with design. I'm a designer. We can work through some of this stuff. Um, and that's usually just pro bono. People are volunteering their time and their expertise to help everybody out. And that's, that's the environment I'm trying to create. That's where I want to show people, okay, now you understand that you can create your own plans and execute on them, but also understand that you can fill your knowledge and skills gap with other people. Um, that are around you. Yeah, man, that's, I mean, gosh, people are so lonely. And the fact that you're moving them towards action with building community, I just think that's such timely and important work. Uh, 
such a fan. You wouldn't be on here on this episode doing this if I didn't believe in that. And so, dude, I want to celebrate it because I can remember chatting with you and it's this, like, it was this thing that you could just see on your life. You were this community hub without even trying very hard to be that. And now you've said, okay, this thing is happening. Let me lean into this and activate this even more. Super inspiring. So we got to hear a little bit of what you like about yourself. That identity flows into the clear mission. The clear mission flows into the community that you're building. That is beautiful and inspiring. Okay. Want to change channels a little bit here and just get a feel for where Jay is. So he could be, this could be personal stuff, business stuff, whatever you feel like sharing. Let's start with something simple. Tell me right now where you feel like you're winning. Where I'm winning is with the, uh, the current paying customers that I have going through the program. They, when we got to the six week mark in the 12 weeks, I asked for individual feedback. You know, I, I pulled the the gut-wrenching feeling out, or at least danced with it, as Seth Godin would say, and I, I sent, sent a request out to everybody saying, give me some candid feedback, and embrace myself. Uh, and it all came back super, super positive, to the point where they're all saying, yes, this has 100% been worth the investment, and we were only halfway through. So that's fantastic. And I feel like the way that I'm spending my time, the activities that I'm spending my time doing, and the way I'm investing my time in the people um, that have invested in me, is super, super perfect. It's very well aligned, and I feel very, very good about that. Dude, that's awesome, man. Um, and I also think you're winning. And how long have you had a beard for now? Oh, man, since like 2014. It's been, it's been years. Dang. <laughs> got two categories of winning. It's the shortest it's been in a while. Oh, yeah? Actually, probably like the shortest it's been in two years right now. That's just because it's unexpectedly uh, hot right now, and so probably your face is like, just cool me <laughs> down, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it was impulsive. Where do you find yourself right now inspired and reaching for something? I think I find myself inspired to be even more transparent. And I think I've always... Uh, done a good job of being authentic, but you know, authenticity doesn't mean transparency and it shouldn't mean that necessarily. Mm. But I, I've been, I've been writing a daily blog now since the first week of March, which is a long time. Okay. It's a lot of, Props. it's a lot, <laughs> it's been a lot of writing Yeah, and I haven't missed a day and it's awesome. And the audience has grown and the feedback is fantastic. And you find just as you're doing that, people connect more and more with just the more, real and transparent you can be. Um, I wrote a piece yesterday and I think the subject line was I worked yesterday. I worked 14 hours and made $0. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was talking about, uh, the, the amount of time I'm putting in right now. Um, really, I mean, technically on speculation that I'm doing things for long-term success, uh, and foregoing a lot of quick cash wins to do so, but it's stressful. And I have sort of a refrigerator, refrigerator hum level anxiety fairly frequently, <laughs> pretty much all the time saying, well, what about, what about cash flow? What about this opportunity that you could be doing that you're choosing not to be doing? Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> Dude, thank you. I, I, I want to talk more about transparency and authenticity, but I just want to validate what you're saying and, and how, I don't know if that feeling ever goes away in the sense that, uh, you know, just yesterday or 
sometime this week, it, a little bit of a blur. I remember I stepped out of like this little office area setup that I have uh, into the bathroom in our bedroom, and I'm like, "What the heck am I doing? This isn't real, Chris. You're not even trying to make money right now. You're working on this big long-term future thing, and uh, I, you know, I do think it is the the best, smartest thing I can do to." to harness my gifts and stretch myself and take the next vulnerable step. You know, those are kind of like all metrics I use to test myself and I use some other ones, but it it was that feeling of what are you doing? And I can remember even when I first went into this, you know, full time a few years ago, I would watch people walk by like khakis tucked in dress shirt with the company's Mm -hmm. logo on the shirt and be like, Mm -hmm. man, that dude is a real dude because he has a job and he takes care of the people he loves. I am a hack. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's that feeling sometimes that uh, you get. And uh, But yet, here you are. Props. Um, that's inspiring. So transparency, authenticity. I totally agree with what you say when you said they're different. I think I know what you mean by that. I'd love to hear you articulate it and see where that takes us. Sure. Um, well, I just don't think it's worth sharing your voice and your message if it's not your voice and your message. And that's what authenticity is to me, like being really actually true. I learned a lot of this from you, obviously being really true to who you are and what you believe and what you're doing and not just trying to put up some front that you think is what people want to see or hear or consume. Hmm. Uh, but in doing that, that doesn't mean that you're bearing all the realities. It just means being truthful and being aligned with yourself. But that doesn't mean that you need to share all the realities. Like if I were to go out and write a, a piece for my newsletter that gives a full deep dive into my current financials, my current budget, that would be very transparent. I don't need to share that. And that wouldn't make me more inauthentic. It just means that I'm not sharing. I'm choosing not to share something. I wouldn't lie about it. I wouldn't fabricate a budget. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm finding the more that I can pull back the curtain on the services that I'm offering, it actually becomes more attractive to the people on the list that eventually I go and I, I say, hey, are you interested in being a part of this? Even though I'll share the anxieties of this is my first time doing this and here are the things I'm worried about. Uh, I'll go right back to that same person and say, and now you can buy it. <laughs> And that's actually been really effective in terms of relationship selling, uh, which is kind of counterintuitive and and surprising, but fun. (laughs) Dude, that's awesome. I think that that's, that couldn't be have enough big enough exclamation mark on it for people that might be listening because, you know, I, uh, I, I blogged for like five years. All those are gone. I blogged every day for a year. Um, and, and that was an important part of my process for like articulating a message and shaping something in this whole deal. But, uh, I didn't do that. Like I, at that time I didn't have something to offer people and I didn't see where those connections were. And, and I had some incredible things come out of it. Uh, the guy that launched our first division, the site shift athletes, you know, he came out of that blogging phase and then we connected mm. and came to an event and, and then we just have been friends for five years and actively just, uh, you know, going through the paces on site shift, uh, all the time. So I don't want to say like good things come when you are consistent with something, but it's so cool that you've been consistent with the newsletter and you're, you're making the most of it that way. Awesome. Okay. Now tell us this, where would you be losing right now? Or where do you feel like you're stuck or there's something you want to turn around? Um, I think, you know, 
uh, we talked a little about a little bit about this uh, before the call, but I am in a place where, and I saw this coming. This is that's really where I'm losing. This is the insight. I knew three months ago that today, now I would be in a cash flow situation if I did not go and sell some other type of product or service to help cover this period of time before I relaunch the Unreal Collective uh, 12 week intensive. I can't bring people in until January for the next cycle, or I've chosen not to, yeah. I should say. I've chosen not to do that. And I knew that in the months of October, November, December, I would have to find some other means of income, whether it's a separate product, a separate service. And I should have gotten ahead more on that uh, so it became less of a pressure situation. Yeah. Great awareness. And I want to encourage you and say that, uh, you know, a lot of people start, they have the ambition and the passion and they want to, um, you know, go after something and then they get, they get into December before they start waking up. So you're looking at Mm -hmm. it now. Uh, and the reality is when you start something like what you've done, you, you have a margin of error that isn't very wide, right? A big successful mm-hmm. company has like a 20 year margin of error. Uh, mm-hmm. when I started SiteShow full time, you know, having a family and just the commitments that I had every month financially, uh, plus not exiting with, uh, a cash payout or buyout from previous work. That meant, Jay, I like literally got into, uh, the first full time year and I estimated my margin of error was a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're not failing that you're in that spot. It's just the reality of the up and down of it. But it's appropriate to go, yeah, this is something that I have to acknowledge and say this has to turn around. Props. Can I, uh, can I add one more thing? Do it. Because it's, it's actually really well outlined that this is another place that I'm losing right now, the fact that I didn't call attention to this. Um, I recently started dating somebody, which is new for me also. Yes. And nice i was if you and, i was waiting for you to say i recently started dating and then i was going to go is it a person but you said somebody and i was like Damn it, it's a person <laughs> a real human person <laughs> yep uh, and she's great but i'm in this place especially with that pressure that i just laid out i'm spending so much time worrying about that i am not being a very good partner i don't think yeah uh, i'm not giving her the time where i'm at my best um and i'm not really giving her great experiences, even like, like we're not going on a lot of dates just because I'm trying to, you know, save. Um, so that's another place that I'm losing right now. (laughs) Dude. And, and here's the thing. It's stress is a threshold that changes based on your experiences. And most people, the stress increases, they shut down more because you're resilient. This is where we like, you know, you started off talking about what you like about yourself. And I know this. this is the trajectory you're on. Your stress threshold will increase so that it won't it won't be as stressful to you um, sooner rather than later. The crazy part about life, if you're leaning in and growing, a new stress threshold will come. Uh, and and it's wild for me to be connected to people that would probably not do these interviews because of uh, their their wealth and things they would prefer to stay in the background on. Um, as far as, as just, you know, the way they choose to live their lives, which is great and, and support that 
um, wholeheartedly for them. But uh, that being said, they have the same kind of things that can hurt and distract them just in different, you know, just different ways. Everybody, it seems like, this is just a pattern I've noticed. I don't know how it works this way or why it works this way. It's like the universe will give you the resistance that you need to either feel stressed or lean in and grow. And at every stage, mm. that just keeps happening. Um, and when you, can, when you can engage the resistance with a playfulness, um, dude, it's like, all right, let's grow. Let's have fun. It doesn't mean that happens fast. I mean, I had a thing that I was struggling with this morning, and I was like, am I going to fix that? I didn't plan on this problem. Okay, got to let it go. Keep going. Focus on the big thing. Don't let it distract you from the most important task you wanted to get done today. And then later on at some point, a creative idea hit me. I was like, oh, I could do this. And it solved it. Um, hmm. and, and that rigidity when we're stressed, it's like we're holding on and we can't let that playful part of us activate the highest parts of our creativity. So that's a ton of things to say in a very short amount of time. But I know because of our stuff and working together that you'll be able to, to take that farther than even necessarily some people hearing it because we talk about the tools that we do with that, like welcoming that part to the table and all those kind of things. Um, yeah. Dope, man. Thanks for sharing that. Cause people listening can go, Whoa, you know, I get it. That's what I'm struggling with right now. Or I'm afraid of that. If I take a path like Jay did. Okay. Switching gears. Uh, part of the fun part of this interview today is to talk about a new project that I've been working on. And this podcast series will kind of be the way to share the news about that. So the next book is coming out. It's called the stuck book. It'll be at the That'll take you to the Amazon URL, the subtitle, pick this up when you don't know what to do next. Um, and the hope is to give people a model so that they can figure out where they are. So Jay was gracious enough to read uh, a non-designed version of it, uh, the cumbersome task of working through a long Microsoft Word doc, <laughs> uh, is not the most pleasurable reading experience I know. So, Jay, thank you for agreeing to do that, to be on the podcast, the time, the effort and energy to work through a copy like that. Um, and I'd love to start off, we'll start off gentle. Tell me what you enjoyed about the Stuck Book. You know, what I like about this and what I liked about your coaching, it gave me a new vocabulary. And part of that, sure, I, I, I get to share that vocabulary with some other folks that you've worked with that are friends of mine. That's where that becomes most useful. Mm. But um, anytime that you can put into words a situation that's happening and then um, put a framework around those words. So now I know, okay, not only can I talk about things in terms of I'm in a fall season or I'm in a winter season, but I can also look at that as a framework and say, well, I'm in fall. Here's what's coming next. I know how I should lean in and um, approach the situations that are currently in front of me uh, based upon what I'm feeling and, and what, what season I'm in. Dope. That's awesome, man. Yeah, so it gave you that situational awareness to act appropriately now, prepare for what's next. Um that's inspiring. That's exactly what I was hoping for. Tell me what was for you the greatest takeaway. Well, I actually read this book when I was in a little bit of a funk, um, which is good. But, you know, and if I would read this book in any situation, I would have been in one of the seasons, right? That's kind of the point. Yeah. But I read it and I was in a little bit of a funk um, and I was trying to understand why. And I realized it was because um, 
I, it was just as I was beginning that relationship I alluded to mm-hmm. and what I was needing to, what I was reckoning with was the fact that I was going to have to let go some level of control to allow that to exist. Mm. And that was a, that was a level of control I haven't given up to anyone um, or even myself really um, in terms of allowing emotions to take more of a center stage and allowing someone else to have control over those emotions. I just haven't given up that control in a while. And I was kind of implicitly doing that. And that was putting me into a funk because I don't know, it was, just, it was new and I, yeah, I didn't know how to respond to it. Yeah. The <laughs> vulnerability. Well, I'm curious, uh, what part of the book you connected with that kind of either shed light or validated or, in that spot you just described. It was reading about the differences between fall and winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also actually the real watershed was where it talked about there's not, there's not a season for every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. Well said another way, every aspect of your life has its own kind of seasonal changes. Yeah. Like I, I felt like the business was in a good place in the activities I was doing professionally were good. So why was I in this funk? And then I realized, oh, that's that's just one part of my life. I can be in a separate place in my life for this other, you know, aspect. Right on. Right on. I love it. I mean, it's 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 like healthy compartmentalization. And that's, yeah. you know, I, I've seen, you know, people be unhealthy with compartmentalization because then they don't understand how to, they just shut down painful parts. They don't understand how to lean into those and, and see them turn around and grow. Uh, but then there's not being able to compartmentalize in a healthy way where like one bad thing happens in one part of your life and it spills over into every other category and you're like, ah, oh, life sucks. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just love that you took that away. That fires me up and so encouraging. Tell me about if, uh, there was a part that you, not that there has to be, but that you didn't like, or that you found yourself like, eh, I don't know about this or pushing against anything like that for you. You know, I'm not saying that it didn't happen, but, um, just like with anything else, if I, if it's, not doing it for me. I don't hold on to it. I just, I don't, I don't pick that part up. So I, if that part existed, I I don't remember it. (laughs) Oh, well, I'll take that. That's encouraging. But yeah, I'm the same. It's, uh, there's an old country phrase. I remember my dad would say about stuff like that, eat the meat, spit out the bone. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I totally get that. That's awesome, man. Well, that's so inspiring to hear how you connected with it. Uh, how, so you've been through the deepest of the deep, the 12 week coaching. So then the seasons, uh, uh, it's a fair question, it seems like, to ask, how would you recommend this resource if somebody hadn't been to the coaching? So what I'm hearing you say is, even with the coaching, it still added. It still was a follow-up. It it, it gave things to you that help you continue to grow. But what about somebody that hadn't been through that? They're listening to this and going, well, that sounds like it's good for somebody that's been through it. What if they're entry level? 100%. Well, I mean, just by virtue of somebody listening to this, they have some interests at some level of being more self-aware, situationally aware, emotionally intelligent. Um, and so this is a, this is a sandbox that can, they can read this book. They can play around in the sandbox and take from what they want. Um, obviously I'm going to be an advocate for the, the 12 weeks because I think that's such a fundamental change in the way I've operated, um, this past year. 
And it's, it's not exactly the same as just reading the book. It's, there's a huge value in working with you personally, Chris. So wow, man, thanks. I'd be an advocate for, for doing that. But, um, you know, I think as a standalone, if you want to understand maybe why you're feeling a certain way emotionally, and then use this as almost a map, a map to find, okay, what's, where am I standing right now? Where is the, you are here to understand and make sense of here's how I'm feeling in this aspect of my life. Um, where does that put me and what does that mean I should do and, and what can I look forward to? Oh yeah, dude. Thank you so much. That's exactly what I would hope for people. I, you put an analogy in my head that maybe we need to use with the book campaign. It would be fun. Uh, it's irrelevant and we'd have to play with the irrelevance of it, but the mall maps that you are here, it's like, where yeah. is that store? You are here. Ah, uh, so noted on that. That's fun. Okay. So now we want to transition to do a little bit of a hot seat, just some questions here to let you answer. Only one will be about the book. The rest, uh, some other general fun we'll have. But for now, the first question on the book, not that it's going to stir up regrets, that's not the goal, but to help people that are listening that may be at an earlier place where you were in life, if you could take the stuck book back to an earlier part of your life, time travel back and say, hey, get this, read this, apply this, learn this, what would you have liked to have known from the stuck book at an earlier point? <laughs> trying to think of other times that I've been stuck. I think maybe, um, oh, I know what it would have been. It would have been after I sold um, Sixers, my first company, and I was struggling to figure out, okay, what next? Because that was a, that was a two at times three-person company. Um, so I, I felt at that time, a lot of my identity wrapped up in that company and as, as an entrepreneur. And, um, I knew that I wasn't ready to jump back into entrepreneurship right away. I wanted to go or I thought that I would probably have to go take a job. And I was really struggling with that, but it took me a while to get to that point even. And so it would have been good after selling Tixers to have a resource like this to help me, um, understand where my hangups were. Cause I definitely felt hangups and I didn't, I couldn't articulate why or what to do about them at the time. Yeah, yeah. Great uh, connection of exactly what I would hope people would take away. So that's awesome. Cool. All right. Tell us next, what's a recent idea that has you lit up? A book, a podcast, a resource, a breakthrough, your own idea on something, anything that we could share in with you and also learn from? Yeah, I, I've a, I have a lot of ideas right now around um, more aspects of Unreal Collective. The the explanation I gave at the beginning of the podcast, talking about Unreal as a community and to get into the community, you do this 12, 12 week program to get you up to the level of performing as a good member of the community. Um, that's a new concept, and that opens up a couple of of doors. A, it opens up a next phase. Then once you go through the twelve week program and you get into um, just sort of being a member of the community, I think there's opportunity to bring you and surround you with people that are much more aligned with your specific discipline and industry and meet more infrequently. I don't think at the point where you can operate on your own timelines, you need to meet every week necessarily, but we can meet uh, once a month, twice a month with people much more aligned with your work and get a little bit more tactical and um, 
really just blow through some problems. And I think that becomes super, super viable as more people join that community. Um, yeah. So I'm excited about that. There's, and there, I could talk about this for a long time. There's all kinds of aspects that I'm excited about with Unreal right now. Dude, I love it. Uh, to hear your enthusiasm for your mission. I mean, there, I, I, sometimes I feel this. I can't imagine another human being in the world being as nerdy and and lit up when people there's flow to their mission. And uh, I know there are. I mean, just a voice, not the voice, is an idea mm-hmm. that we talk about with Sight Shift. We want to be a voice for people. We don't have to be the voice. There's lots of good ways that people can get help. But fired up with you when you shared that. Okay, you get an unexpected free day, free afternoon, no responsibilities. Who cares about what people think about you? No one to judge you. You're just going to go do your thing. What is that? Ooh, I like that. Um, I'm definitely going to go for a longer run, and I'm going to listen to an audiobook or a podcast while I do that. been really jamming on that lately. Got my, got my running endurance up a little bit so I can run longer, which opens up a lot of possibility in terms of listening to good long-form content, which I like a lot. Yeah, a man after my um, own heart. I love it. I can remember being on trails in certain places and like, oh, that's where I had that thought or that's why I heard that or that's where I heard him say that. I mean, it's pretty trippy and uh, yeah, that's cool. Okay, what's something that you're into? This is your chance to fly your freak flag. You're into it. You know a lot of people aren't, but it's something you totally dig. Oh, man. Recently, I've been digging into um, analysis of Kanye West music. <laughs> I love there, there's a There's such a good podcast that got released called Dissect, and it's in progress right now, season two. The first, the first season, they dissected song by song Kendrick Lamar's Kendrick, album, To Pimp I, a Butterfly. I've heard that podcast because it was so like weird and unique, and I was like, I got to check this out. Oh my gosh, so good. Season two is Kanye West. Season two is Kanye West, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And it is so good. It's like literary analysis on rap music that on the surface sounds kind of like based and um, just like full of machismo. Um, But there's like so much good hidden uh, clever lines and meaning within it based on the context of when it was written and who is performing on it. It's, it's incredible. I'm, I'm losing my mind over it. Dude. Okay. Since you said that, I can say this. Did you find the special code in the stuck book? No, okay, you didn't. Okay. Circle, oh, man. circle every seventh letter, put it together. You'll know everything. Every seventh letter, every seventh letter. Of what? Of every paragraph? Of every of every of every seventh? Just count letters. Start the first letter, and just count uh-huh. every seven letters. Okay, listen. The entirety of the book. I'm totally joking. No, there's nothing. There. People are like, <laughs> people are like, what? Wait, how, how does this? How does the algorithm on that even work? Um, <laughs> this is how cults get started, right? Uh, <laughs> thank you, man, dude. I love that you were in that with me for a second. I couldn't, I wanted to drag that out longer. There was so much more fun to have with that, but I should have just lied and said, yep, got it. <laughs> dude, oh, you would have like, I would have had to recollect really fast and shoot back with something. Um, <laughs> so I have listened to that podcast though. And that I am too fascinated by that. And, uh, that's so fun that you're into that. I love it. Good job flying the freak flag. Okay, tell us uh, where folks can engage you. People that have listened to this and said, "Man, I want to, I want to do Unreal Collective, or I want to connect with Jay. I want to read what he's writing. 
where would you point them to? Yeah, um, you can find my website, jklaus.com, which will be a conduit to everything else. The newsletter, working with me, it links off to Unreal. Um, on social media, it's just jklaus on everything, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, happy to connect on any of those places, but it's actually hard to avoid me. So if you want to get in touch with me, it should be fairly simple. Where can they find your literary analysis of Kanye? <laughs> Instagram uh, at the stories bar after after a couple of glasses of whiskey. There we go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> give that man a mic. Um, that's awesome. Anything else you would say to the listeners before we sign off here? Oh man, I wish I would have thought into something really good here. Um, I just, you know, I'm really excited lately. What I've what I've really found in jumping off and doing my own thing. Um, great quote by Kyle Cease I think about all the time and he said you're not afraid of doing the thing you're afraid of making the decision to do the thing and his example is when someone jumps out of an airplane they're most afraid as they're sitting on the platform and looking out the door of the airplane but once you jump it's a lot better yeah Um, and I found that to be true in metaphorical senses when I left my job when I start trying new projects um, not only does it open you up to possibility that you can't even totally estimate, but, um, just giving yourself that agency and creating space and letting yourself be in this open mode opens up a world of opportunity that you just begin seeing, uh, more and more. And it's uh, really, really powerful. Dude. Thank you. I love it for, that made me think of a poem. Uh, there's a line in it that says this, where I am closed, I am false. Hmm. Uh, listeners, thanks so much for being here. It's a privilege for you to give your time, energy, attention, to hang out. It's a privilege for me to introduce you to Jay. Jay, thank you for being here. Totally a blast. So much fun like I knew it would be. You guys have an awesome rest of the day. And uh, again, keep downshifting into that identity. Peace.